You've found it, and we are ready to rise with you. Rise with Sid McNary. This podcast is an extension of the Art of Peaceful Living movement. Get ready to enjoy, be empowered, and elevate your life as we rise together. Grab your beverage of choice. No matter where you are, the time is now. Here he is, your leader for a better today. Rise with Sid McNary. It's time we start living your dream. But there we go. This conversation, I expect, is going to be extraordinary. So uh, if you yourself are up for an extraordinary time, then stay tuned. And if you want to gift someone with an extraordinary time, then uh, ping them and let them know we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff. Both your mind and your heart to what is possible for your life. And once you reach that place, you will then pole vault from what's possible to what's probable. And there you will pole vault, excuse me, pole vault once again to what is inevitable. And that is all done through reframing your mind using what, and, and the place of this room was really off of something Sid said in the uh, Achievers Breakfast uh, meeting this morning, and I thought it was brilliant. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure the whole room was, was floored by it. But um, Sid, if you maybe want to open and, and share what that really means to you about when is almost over and the hope that is ignited in that understanding that it's almost over, which of course graduates to it is over. But can you shed some light on that so everyone understands what the title really means? Yes. And so uh, today we were talking about as um, the young man came in and was talking about his struggle in Ukraine and looking for help on how it could possibly be over. And for me, I paused and I knew okay, I'm about to speak to this and I need to get really conscious and present about what I'm about to say because what I say is the trajectory that can be picked up on what comes next. And so when I look at our evolution, as I did in that moment, I looked at the evolution of where we are as humanity. And the evolution and our thought process, our connection to one another, we are closer to the creator than we've ever been. The awareness of being able to create. So with that being said, I know that the words that come out of my mouth are pouring into someone else. And I'm speaking forward exactly what I know is possible. I say that we all are climbing the mountain. One of us has to be willing to get there first. Ubuntu, we all move together. And even as we move together and we're all stepping on the path and we're all close to the top of the mountain, a fraction of a second, 
one of our feet will land on that step first. I choose to be able to, I'm choosing and willing to go first. So with that being said, it's almost over because I am seeing clear of where it's going. And that's what it means to me. And that's what this conversation is about is it's, it's time for us to take all the golden rules that we know and live them fully. As I speak about being positive and knowing that that's creating my reality, then I have to even speak positive about speaking positive because someone is picking it up and that's what it is for me. So it is almost over and therefore it's over. Over to you, Glenn. Yeah, the reason beautifully said, the reason I ask you to comment on it is because I think there could be a curiosity of pessimism as someone looks at a room that dares to title itself, it's almost over. <laughs> it sounds so downtrodden and so, uh, you know, so hopeless, but it's exactly the opposite. The it that we are referring to this morning is the thing that perhaps has been allowed to hold dominion over your, see, even my cat chimed in. He's my best friend. He heard that we were talking about meaningful things today, and he came up to say, listen, you're not going to do this room without me. In other words, he said, uh, don't count me out. <laughs> oh, good. Someone got my cat pun. You hear Bean talking? Yeah, I hear him. He's loud and clear. It's hilarious. He will not be left out. Anything that is love-centric, he just has to come cuddle up with it. And I think there's a lot to be said. Hi, Bean. Hi, Bean, sweet boy. Hi, are you, baby. Oh, my goodness gracious. If everybody could just be a cat, what a world this would be. So, yeah, so when we declare that it's almost over, that's one step away from the next level of acceptance, which is the declaration today that this stops here. It's over, right? But we, we near overness. I'm going to be inventing several new words today. Michelle and I do that all the time. But um, at the risk of sounding woo-woo, I want to throw this out there and see what people think about it. Every time we say that something is a certain way, we are declaring it to be so. And in doing so, we are declaring its isness. I want to say that again. We are declaring its isness. And so that's how much it can be true because we've made it true via the power of the spoken word. A great phrase to add to your arsenal, any of you, today who really want to enhance and bolster your relationship with, with language and its effect on the outcomes of your life. Language is so key, and I love the phrase, my word is my wand. My word is my wand, meaning that we wave, we wave our wand of the spoken word over the entirety of our lives 
with a self-fulfilling prophecy in mind once we declare something's isness. We say it is that way. And obviously, the largest is that way that I've heard throughout my entire career is that show business is difficult. So that's someone else's isness. That's someone else's, it is this way. That is their declaration, right? Uh, Michelle, what is the other term we love to use for it? It is their pronouncement. And Michelle and I did a room probably a year ago, then that room was called I Now Pronounce You, which is really um, directly linked to what this room is about, Sid. It's the exact same thing because when we say it's almost over, that itself is a pronouncement. It happens to be a very healthy pronouncement where we realize that whatever it is that's going on, it will change. As you said so beautifully and powerfully in the room this morning, it will change. In fact, let me use a double negative. It can't not change because change is inevitable. However, we can we can ramp up the speed with which it changes if we find ourselves to be dissatisfied with the current predicament by simply changing our chronic opinionitis surrounding it. The mind is very powerful. And this is what Dr. Wayne Dyer was talking about when he said when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. This was not just a clever thing to say. It was the truth. And it was spectacular, heightened, worthy of reverential thought idea that we do change things through our thoughts about those things. This is why a wounded past doesn't need to stay wounded. We can choose to hold a different opinion about it. Same past, in the history books, it would suggest that that's true, but that same past can change to serve us instead of to haunt us with just a simple change or two with regard to our thoughts about it. Maybe the person that we have had harsh feelings towards for years because of something they either said or did to us so long ago that we can't even tell you exactly what date it occurred. But, but the carrying of it is up to us as to whether or not we want to decide it continues to be a problem through the constant regurgitations of the awfulness of that experience. And it is actually the regurgitations that are keeping us in its grasp. It is not the incident in itself, not anymore. Not anymore. Because that happened ages ago and we keep feeding it in consciousness through our constant regurgitations. It's one of my favorite words regarding the wounded past when we can't wait to enlist yet another set of unsuspecting ears to listen to our story of woundedness. And then we get to experience it all over again. Now, I want to take this a step further and share with you something that just happened, if I may, Sid and Michelle, because it happened a mere 15 minutes ago. It's fresh, fresh. May I share with you something that happened at breakfast? Oh, yeah. I would love to hear it. The waitress, and she will remain nameless, and uh, the location will remain nameless because if anyone's in Dallas, I don't want them trying to go to this restaurant and pinpoint the person who said it. This is not about her. This is about a lesson. She said, uh, so how are things? And I was not being a smart aleck. 
I answered in my familiar way because it was my truth. And I, there was no delay. I said, they're perfect. And she looked at me like I was from Saturn. And she went, wow. Well, I mean, I'm really? I said, really? Because I wasn't kidding. I meant it. And she said, that is not a word I would ever use. So once again, what do we have here? We have what I was talking about, what Michelle and I have labeled a pronouncement. Not only did she say, did she not say, that is not a word I've ever used, past tense. She said, that is not a word I would ever use. Good Lord, do you hear the enormity, all of you? Do you hear the enormity of the word ever? That is not a word I would ever use. And then went on to share with us in great deal the mediocrity of her life. To which my wife responded, and I just smiled the most toothsome smile I've ever offered my wife because I thought it was incredibly evolved and not said from an aloof place because my, Carolyn, bless her heart, she is the most real person you'll ever meet. And I hope some of you at least have the pleasure of meeting Carolyn at some point. They don't get any more genuine. She is the opposite of arrogant. She is the opposite of pompous. And from the gentlest place in her heart, she said, in response to this woman saying, I would never use that word. I would never, I would, I that's not the word I would ever have used. And Carolyn said, have you ever considered that in using it, it might be the very thing that changed things more in that direction? That by merely daring to use that word, how are you? I'm perfect. And you're not telling a lie because I'm perfect does not mean that every single thing that is going on is necessarily something you're thrilled about, but what you do know is that you are handling it. And your handling of it is perfect. And the beautiful thing is, when we handle things perfectly, the things themselves don't have to be perfect. Come on with it! When we handle things perfectly, we don't require that everything be exactly according to our wishes because we know that thought is very powerful. And we are taken, we take what shows up in life and we do the absolute best we can with it. What are we doing to put the best spin on it? Sid offered what I would call a best spin to this young person. Was he denying the circumstances awfulness? No, he was not. He recognizes the challenge. He recognizes the hardship. He recognizes the lack of hope, the pain, the confusion, the overwhelm, and the list is unending. But all of that can be greeted with a mind that processes favorably. That's my take on it. That's what I'd like to offer is the question is, are you processing things favorably? 
And if you feel that something is going on that has posed a major threat, just know it's almost over. And whether that alludes to another day, another week, in some instances, it might just be a few more minutes. It might be another year, but the tendency is for human beings to feel as though whatever we're dealing with will never change and it will always be here. And we have an out and our out is how we feel about it. Sid, back to you. That was awesome. And what's coming up for me as I hear that is it's something that I'm so glad we're so aligned with this word, perfect. Because for me, I am perfect. It is perfect. Everything is perfect. And my teacher has written a book, Perfectly Imperfect, which plays on itself because in the imperfection, it is perfectly designed. And that is why I am here. That's it. It's all perfect. Every part of it. And in the acceptance, I have access to the greatest expression of love. It's just accepted as it is without the need to change it or manipulate it so that it can move on to what's next. And that's, I just love that you brought that up, that, that moment of being at the restaurant. I, which takes me to my grandmother. We were, we were having soup. She loves this soup place in Baltimore. Aaron's here and, and she's in Baltimore. And so we were having soup and our waitress was miserable. <laughs> Just an understatement, kind of like the lady you were, that caught you. And she was just in her moment of misery in my, and my grandmom said, you know, before we order, we are going to shift the energy that is going to interact with our food. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. I love this. And she began to smile. I smiled and we, the young lady walked back over and I complimented her. And all of a sudden she started to smile. And then everybody around got a different service. In any moment, I'm able to make that shift. It's always closer to the end once it's begun. That's what my dad taught me on this day. It's my son's birthday. So I'm gonna honor him on this, with this one, because it was my birthday when my dad said, hey, what's going on for you today? And I'm like, it's my birthday. All these people are coming to celebrate and I get to celebrate my birthday today. And he said, son, I was six. You are closer to death than you are to being born. And he let that sit in and could see, and I know, cause I, I remember the feeling of it being like, man, what, well, what do I want these birthdays for? And he said, now get on living right now, get on living. And I've been living ever since knowing that it's perfect. So thank you for that. Michelle, I'd love to hear your take of what's coming up for you and 
just grateful to be in this conversation. Thanks. Peace. Well, Sid and Glenn, I mean, you've opened so many doors to so many wonderful um, conversations that we could have. And uh, a number of things came up for me as each of you were talking. And number one, um, I do find great power in ratifying what Glenn was talking about in looking at our pronouncements, how often in our declaratives and what we declare uh, is so we then turn that fool's gold into real gold um, in our minds, uh, but it's really still fool's gold. At the moment that we choose to, you know, turn a belief into a quote-unquote truth, uh, is the moment that I think we start to lose that foothold into the idea that it's almost over. Uh, and I love the idea that it's almost over because brings me back to um, some of my mentors and really learning, which you also mentioned in so many rooms, Sid, the idea of the present moment, the power of the present, because in each second we are changing. In each second, our bodies, our physical bodies, we have cells who are, <clears throat> excuse me, the cells that are dying and cells that are, you know, birthing themselves. We have, you know, systems that that change. And I think, you know, even every seven years, like our bloodstream changes. So there's always change happening. And so it's almost over has this wonderful reality to it, because from second to second, we are in something new. Therefore, we can't still be with what was old. That's transformation when we shift our beingness out of being present in the present. And in that, there's no room for catastrophic thinking, for the it'll never be over thinking, or it's the always going to be this way, those words never and always, right? Those, those kinds of languaging that ruminate within so many of our thoughts that we're not even realizing it, but the moment, in the moment, right now, right now, right now, in the present, if we stick right in it, with our beingness so that it crowds out because we're in that present moment, all other thought in that space, there is no room for fear. There is only what, what that experience in that moment is, which is fullness, which is all, which is everything. And so to me, it's an abundant conversation. It's a conversation that has power. It has utility power right? Uh, because it can drive us into completion. And, you know, when we complete, which that's what your grandma did, she called that woman's, that waitress's energy complete. She released energy and created the space for something new because nothing does stay the same. All of our relationships evolve over time, right? And it's the taking the learning and looking to see what's worked or not worked uh, that also has them move forward. It's being present, being awake, living awake. So this conversation about it's almost over to me is about leaning into living awake, living aware, living mindful, living heartfelt, living from our spiritual center and calling into completion things that we can through declaration. And we forget that. We forget that we have that as a possibility. 
And there's this, um, I read this uh, article by this woman named Susan Collins, like a long time ago. Uh, and it really, really stayed with me because she said that when we invest our money in a stock, our money's tied up until that transaction is complete or until the stock sold, right? It, you know, that money just is, that's where it is. Similarly, when we invest energy in a plan, our energy's tied up until that action's finished and also acknowledged. So I think acknowledgement is a big thing that I learned through her writings. She said, each time we um, actually complete a plan, that accumulated energy is released, blasting us into a different orbit of possibility. Well, she didn't say possibility. I'm adding that in there. And of action. And it's kind of like that. And I don't know if anybody has read that American children's storybook, The Little Engine That Could. Uh, and I, I thought about that because it's like, oh, yeah. kind of, definitely. But yeah, you know, I wanted to, I could, and I did is what you're saying when you complete, when you declare something almost over or even over, I wanted to, I could, and I did is that propulsion system that we use to keep our lives moment. So completions energize us and they propel us into our next dream. And each solution becomes a new possibility or opportunity because the one is tied to the other in the almost being over. You're in the over already. And we know we're really complete when we start asking what's next, because you see, we're a moment into that next moment already. So asking that conversation, what's next? Then we can see is there energy that we've released out of declaring to ourselves that it's almost over or it is indeed over in a future, in a future moment, which we will come to. And so that's how we know that it is on its way and that then we can reinvent it. And in completion, guys, when we are declaring something is you know, like we're stuck in it and we're, 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 um, we kind of get in the doldrums, uh, you know, it's like quicksand, right? And it makes us hard for us to get out of bed. It can feel overwhelming. And I've stopped using the word overwhelm. I disapprove of that. I'm declaring that to you because I think it's so much more powerful to say I'm whelming. Hey, I'm, I'm whelmed right now. I'm like, I'm full up with stuff, but I'm not overwhelmed because that languaging actually keeps me in that vicious hamster wheel cycle of feeling and experiencing that it's never ending, which is so anticlimactic. So incompletion makes it hard for us to get out of bed, right? You know, I think about Eeyore, you know, how many of you have had Eeyore days, right? As everybody know, Winnie the Pooh, I'm throwing around a lot of children's books, but that's, you know, some of my best learnings came out of children's books. And, you know, it's really our mind is filled up with all the things we have to do. And it's so full, in fact, that we can't manage sometimes to get them all done. And in the computer world, we call that thrashing. That feeling of overwhelm It's called thrashing in the computer. They've loaded it up with so much data that something's trying to, like, save itself. And it can't even do that because there isn't enough capacity within the computer system to produce the result. So declaring something complete is like pressing the delete button on like extra data that you have in that computer. And if you make it a practice 
you know, to complete and take stock of where you are in regard to something. It could be a relationship. It could be a project. could be a promise that you made. It could be some kind of assessment that you, you know, haven't really given yourself time to do the deep discernment on. When you declare something like that, guess what gets exposed? Peace. In my, in my world, when I declare something complete, I experience a sense of empowerment, which is so similar to me as peace within myself. And sometimes that can be taking no actions. And so I'm sharing that with you because I recognize that I love talking about all of this. And I think listening to the languaging that we speak to ourselves and to others is so huge. And I think declaring is so vital. And I think that sometimes just the act of that declaration is all the action you need to be able to, you know, move forward and transform the quality of your life. So I thought I'd throw that in there. I have so much more to say, but I'm going to pass the mic back to you, Sid. So good. And I just, this whole conversation is rich and, and I'm excited for anyone that, that is listening, that chooses to listen later and continues to grow this in their spirit. I, I love that Glenn caught as I was talking, it's almost over. For me, <laughs> that does, it just triggers, it's over. It's almost over. As soon as I'm saying it, it's like whatever is going on and I say it's almost over, it's actually over. It just moves me forward. And so as I, I look at this title of the room and, and so grateful that Glenn caught it so that as the person listening in the moment with what he was experiencing, it's over. And what is the name, Sid, of that period of time right before it's over? What better name for that period is there than it's almost over? <laughs> so how beautiful to realize that you are in the modality of it's almost over because that means it being over is what's next. And that's the thing we've been craving is to be done with this thing, this way of being this circumstance, this health condition, this belief system, whatever the thing you're referring to is that you are ready to have be over, then it's almost over is a great place to be because from that place, we can allow ourselves to feel genuinely encouraged. Yeah. Can I add something? I think Yes, please so do. And then let's open the floodgates, Michelle. Yeah, After well, you share, let's open it up and have a mad dash for the stage. I, I think it's so important to understand that sometimes our emotions might not be there with the idea of it's almost over. Uh, sometimes there's a little disconnect, a little lag time. And I think it's also important to remember that the power of a declaration is that it will happen. And so one of the things to, to notice is that it, it will happen when you say that without evidence. So you're declaring 
and you're giving yourself permission to declare a new moment to 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 create transformation without any evidence ahead of time that it's going to turn out because actually it's like when you need evidence it removes from the domain of promising and puts it in the domain of predicting you don't even need to know how to do it you don't know how to do it and i think of any of the great breakthroughs in history like thomas edison did he have any evidence that his idea of harnessing electricity to produce the light bulb could work i mean think about it there was no such thing and he made 10,000 attempts they say 10,000 10,000 to create the light bulb off of a declaration so i mean that's huge he didn't have evidence but he didn't give up he just kept going and the other thing i want to say with that when when you declare like that is that a lot of times it's without agreement a lot of times the world is going to want to tell you something different and as you look around you may look for things from the past which is not the direction we should be going in uh, in one of the other rooms we talked about how the rear view mirror is not the same size as the front view <laughs> for a reason it's smaller because we don't really want to go back there we want to take what we've learned but the declaration is future forward without agreement just standing and saying it so and you know i think learning how we operate in the face of no agreement comes from practicing declaring without evidence declaring without buy-in you know because culturally the world has so many assumptions and also lastly it's about owning your power enough to declare almost over right no one's going to give you permission to step forward in life but you have the power of your language to declare it that authority that extraordinary authority that human beings can grant themselves is there for us and so i just wanted to add that in back to you sid or glenn yeah i want to throw this out there because we are opening up the room now i want to throw it's almost over out there as a direct invitation because here's what i know to be true in my heart right now in this moment there is at least one so i'm not suggesting there's one i'm suggesting there's at least one person in this audience today and it might be three and it might be nine it might be 15 i don't know what the number is but there is at least one person right now that is hearing my voice and for you, this pronouncement that you only listen on Clubhouse, and that's all you've ever done to this point, I'm here to tell you that that point is almost over. And you are one raised hand away from changing the lane in which you have allowed yourself to only live, which is the lane of listening, which is a beautiful thing. This is certainly not about a criticism of listening, but there is a birthing that wants to take place in you. Please know you have value to bring. There are things that are awaiting their own expression through you as their vessel. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been placed here into the world. Everyone in this room is a vessel of activity. And there are unique messages that will reveal themselves in their unique and beautiful way through your unique vessel 
if you will simply say yes and allow that to occur. So this period of I'm only a listener, I always sit in the back row, I I think that other people have greater value than me, someone is so much more gifted at speaking than I am, whatever your reasonings are, whatever your justification systems are, I want to tell you that that period in your life is almost over. And we may be down to seconds before you will take me up on this. And I am throwing out a loving invitation to say, please come bestow your beauty and your uniqueness upon this room. Sid? Yes, I'm going to invite everyone that's come up to really voice it as a a statement. I am stepping into this and if you need to in any way maybe something's going on in your life that you're like this is what i am experiencing and it's almost over and i am this now commanded to come forward and so let's go with that uh lee go for it oh good morning yes i i up and well, I'm gonna put it this way. I love how serendipity works. I love how the universe works and just continues to show up for me to, or as me, to put me right where I need to be in the perfect moment. I missed the conversation this morning because yesterday I tweaked my back at work and I woke up very stiff and sore. And so I actually had the opportunity to really sit and pay attention to this conversation, which Had I been at work, I would not have been able to. Um, And as I sit here and sit here listening to this particular conversation with three of the most loving, important people in my life these days, I so appreciate all three of you and your presence in my world. I sit here and I experience my the muscles in my lower back healing as I'm listening and, you know, sitting, declaring that, you know, the previous experience being almost over and the new experience of a happy, healthy, fully aligned and peaceful set of back, back muscles is my reality now. And isn't that what we've been talking about? Because it's, it's we're you know we're talking about change and evolution and participating in that in our own worlds in a very conscious, very intentional, very purposeful manner. Setting aside all that has gone before, letting go of everything that has gone before, and holding true to a vision. of a world that is peaceful, a world that is joyful, a world that is loving and caring in the face of those that, you know, may question, may go, wow, that is, you know, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. This is my world. This is what I choose to envision. This is what I choose to accept. This is what I choose to call into being as my experience of this life. 
it's already been said in so many ways by by each of you that what we are about <clears throat> excuse me what we are about is participating in our own creative process in a creative process that calls forth a world that works for everybody a world where we walk together in alignment and letting what has been <clears throat> be almost over because when we say it's almost over, that's already declaring that it's done. It's stepping from one room into the next. Because all I have to do is step through a doorway and it's complete. And the doorway exists in only one place and that's in the heart of my consciousness where I choose to make a shift. And when I choose to make that shift, it's already complete. And it's just it's just in that next moment. My life, and not only my life, but the life of those around me by virtue of proximity, is transformed instantaneously. And it's not necessarily calling anything new into being. What it is doing is revealing what's always been there, revealing it to a degree that, oh, there it is. It's like that little scene in, uh, and I'm going to wrap, wrap it up after this. So like that little scene in. Uh, There's no need to wrap it up, Lee. We love you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Please do not be in a hurry with your brilliance. Thank you, sir. Um, it's like that little scene in uh, Robin Williams' Peter Pan, or Hook, where he's trying, he's, you know, he's been transported back to Neverland. And they're trying to figure out who he, you know, he says, well, you know, well, he's Peter Pan, he's Peter Pan. And they're going, no, 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 it's not him. And the little, the little boy walks up and kind of grabs his face and squeezes his, you know, his aged, squeezes the skin back on his aged face and says, oh, there you are, Peter. Uh, and I present to each and every one of you that that's what this life is about. It's about being willing to turn the, turn the corner in my own life and look and say, oh, there you are. There's the truth. There's the magic that I can embrace. There is the magic that I've been looking for. There's that special moment that I've been wanting to have in my own life day after day after day after day, and just waiting for me to let go of the way it's always been. Because they said, that's the way it's always been. And again, and again, and again, and again, I keep coming back to this and, you know, class after class after talk after talk after talk we get to choose we get to name it we get to say it we get to write it we get to create it and it's a get to not a have to get excited about creating your life and remember that it doesn't have to be today the way it's always been declare it almost over and it is because you said so.
because you said so. And I'll land it right there. Good to be here with you all. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. I think yeah. we're all going to unmic and close mics because we're all here. <laughs> so, so gorgeously, so gorgeous you are. Yeah, I was going to ask Carolyn if I could uh, take 10 years off from her and go spend it with Lee somewhere. <laughs> I mean, he's just beautiful. He's just oh, beautiful. Speaking of another beautiful person. Oh, thanks, y'all. We have, we have Paul, Paul Nadeau in the house. Paul, who has been a moderator for, my gosh, since the beginning of Clubhouse, it seems, and leads some of the most beautiful, heartfelt, uh, wise rooms. And we couldn't just not have you in the room, Paul. So thank you for answering the bat signal and jumping in. And Sid, I wonder if you would mind reframing for Paul what we're up to so he could add in. Yes, awesome and grateful that everybody's up here on the stage. And Paul, look forward to hearing you next. What has been coming up, what we've been talking about is we had a great conversation earlier this morning. And what it was about was how things were going for a young person or a person in Ukraine that's in the midst of the war. And in that moment, it was an opportunity to really speak consciously into the life of somebody, instant impact. And what Glenn caught as I was sharing was, I stated, it's almost over. And so this conversation, we've been diving into that statement, it's almost over. And how in just the statement of it's almost over, what is next? is it's over so i'll pass it to you paul thanks peace you bet um are we looking at that line it's almost over as being on a global sense or are we looking at it as being more focused on the war in ukraine yes okay. and yes love it okay fantastic i thought it was that way so i'm going to add to this i i absolutely love it Thank you, Michelle, for inviting me. And yeah, the art of peaceful living is almost over. When we take a look at the world and its state right now, uh, we've been through a lot, folks. And I, I think over the years, over the centuries, many of our societies from the past have probably thought that in one sense or another. I think more so in the last 150 years where there were so many diseases that couldn't be controlled, so many other things, wars that, uh, that were going on, such as the war in Ukraine right now. We think about the First World War, the Second World War, all the wars that came before. And I would imagine there were people sitting around the dinner table or people sitting around the campfire saying the same thing. And when we, when we really truly think about the state of the world right now, we're not much different than uh, many of our ancestors when they sat around imagining that in the next year, the next two, let's say our goodbyes because nothing is guaranteed. There's two sides to that coin as I see it, is that there is our purpose here in life. And, and I think we forget about that. Our purpose is to support one another. That certainly hasn't, it hasn't happened. 
So it's led to so much division, so much ego, so much anger. And this is what we're seeing here today. A young person in Ukraine going about their business, being on TikTok, being, you know, socializing with the rest of the world through social media has their world turned upside down. And I can only imagine, and again, I, I, I can't put myself in their shoes because I'm not living their experience, but I can only imagine to them, the world is a dark place and it is. Many of them are not surviving and they have to be displaced and they're losing their families. The, just the violence and the uncertainty of it all. I do believe that we're going to continue on I do believe that we are a human force that is meant to go on in one sense or another, despite the dark days that we're going through. I'm of the belief that we've gone through things in the past, we're resilient, and this too shall pass in one way or another. What I believe also is that there has to be a shift in leadership, a shift in thinking, a shift in support, a shift in many things, because people have so many different ideas. Some people are thinking this woke stuff and other people are thinking this and they're thinking that. We're not, we're not sitting together and we're not working together at fixing the broken pieces. But I do believe that there is this time in this particular era, there's so much discussion and argument that at some point there may be some agreements on a global sense because of the fact that people are saying it's almost over. How do we fix this? And we have young, brilliant minds coming up who are saying, you broke our world. And I know I have young daughters who have said the same thing to me. You know, they were born uh, in the 19, uh, 1980s, uh, early 80s, and, and uh, they're, they're saying, or sorry, the late 80s, and they're saying, you broke our world, Dad. You and, your, you and your generation has broke our world, and now what are we going to do? But of all those young people, we do have brilliance, and we do have young people who are looking at the world in a much different way. They're looking at the world with the intent of, unifying it of you know being more aware of the state in which we've we've left this globe or we're leaving this globe so i i don't think it's almost over at least in my heart i believe that this too shall pass we'll keep going on and it's because of many of our young people that i think we've got a good chance of repairing some of the damage to pieces and I hope that that added to the conversation or at least gave you something to, to argue with me about or to think about. So thank you very much for that, Michelle and Sid and Glenn. And uh, Lee, thank you and everybody here. I'm landing my plane for the moment. <laughs> I think we're going to keep doing that. Paul, that was that was awesome. And thank you for pouring into this. And and I'm sure we'll have some comments after. I know Kathy has to move forward. So Kathy, over to you. I'd love to hear what's on your heart. Hey, Sid. Hey, guys. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you for the text. I mean, we talk about serendipitous. I was packing up to come to my acting class, Glenn, to see Scott and Claire. 
so I was able to listen to this conversation and thank you. And you know, I just I just want to point out that I have the conversation every day with myself to be nicer to myself. Um, you know, as as we look at this world, and you know, Paul, you brought up some great some great points that we need change. You know, I my heart I feel like sometimes my heart breaks every day just listening to the news, just seeing how we're treating other people, how we're treating our animals. I mean, I just don't see the love. But then again, I'm also raising three three teenagers right now that are biracial, that have lost their mother, that have basically lost their father. And I see the the joy and I see the yeah, I see the life in them. And I I'm so excited for them because, you know, they are the ones that are going to bring the compassion and the kindness into this world. You know, they don't focus on the things that, you know, my generation focused on. I mean, their life has been made easy with technology. I mean, it's, a, it's in a different place. You know, their thoughts now are, it's not on how big of a house can you, how big of a house can you own? How many cars can you own? You know, my grandchildren talk about being able to take care of me when I get old and being able to take care of each other when they get old and being able to, you know, rescue more animals. I mean, so, you know, I do, I have, have faith that God is putting, is, is moving us into that direction, but I do, I do believe we need to kind of clean house in Washington. I mean, we got some old geezers up there that until they're gone, it is a huge struggle. So, I mean, and that's on both sides. It's not just on one side. I mean, I am in the middle and I'm like, come on people, you know, a simple conversation of what the values of this world are would be such a great starting point. And, you know, I think the one thing that has helped me over the past few years as my life has transitioned is being kinder to myself. You know, I'm, I'm probably meaner to myself than anybody would ever be mean to me. And also not looking so far in the future and having a prediction and, and, and estimating what I think is going to happen because I have no idea what is going to happen. I can only focus on, you know, Sid, as you said, the present moment, the moment that I'm here right now. And right now I am great. I'm perfect in this moment. And that's the only moment that I have to worry about at this moment. And I can dream and I can plan, but I also have to let go of having this picture because, you know, God may have, and I am a, I am a God loving woman may have a completely different picture for me. That's even better than the one I've got. So I can't put myself in a box saying, if I don't get there, I have failed. So the thing that I have been focusing on, and I've really tried to just put that in my heart is just be present in the moment, be kind to yourself, be loving, be, be, you know, be forgiving of yourself because when you lose your temper or you get frustrated, doesn't mean you're a bad person, Kathy. It just means that you're tired and you're frustrated and forgive yourself for the things that you, that you think others hold against you because they're, they're not, you're holding things against yourself. So those are the things I think that, you know, for us to grab our life and to be kinder to ourselves and stay in the present moment, have your dreams, have your plans, but don't, don't put them in ink, do it in pencil. So that as your world changes and your and God brings things into your life or the universe, you're nimble enough to go with it and see the beauty of what's in front of you. It may not look what you like what you thought it was going to look like. It may be something completely different, but at the back end is the joy that you're seeking. So I just you know I just want to thank you guys for letting me tell you that today because it meant a lot to me to be able to express that. And um. You are all amazing. And, Glenn, you know I love you. You're my Monday mentor. So I will pass on the love to, to Claire and Scott and um, go in there and get my acting on. Thank yeah, you. go kick some butt over there today, Kathy. <laughs>
And thank you for thank you for reminding us that the word nimble is not merely reserved for a guy named Jack. <laughs> thank you for catching that, Michelle. Even though he's quick too. <laughs> thank you, Michelle, for catching that and being yeah, that's the first a good to laugh. I'm always listening with humor to that's the context I listen to you from. So. <laughs> well, we don't have that many people use the term nimble anymore. You know, we just don't hear it very often. And and I'm convinced it's because we thought that was that was a specific instruction reserved for a guy named Jack. Yeah, he was the bee's knees. <laughs> right. Uh, where are we going with this microphone? Bees don't Man, have bees. We- yeah, we've got to we got to jump to a couple people that uh, have come up to the stage, and I mean everybody's here, and and Adewale will be up to you in a moment. We've been talking about it's almost over, and even as I just heard the last share from Kathy, all that is said, it's amazing how, man, it's just almost over. If it can be voiced. It actually is over like that, gone. If it's voiced, it's gone. In the moment, next moment is everything that I've just said. Whenever I start doing this, I start getting caught with, I'm thinking about the words that are coming out of my mouth. And as soon as they come out of my mouth, they are now over. That's how quickly all of this can be over if I allow it to be so. It's already in the past. I just said it's in the past. What I said is in the past, it's in the past. It's all in the past, all of these things. And this is what I love. I love that God put me in this body, that I chose to be in this type of body, this body that is made up of all the nationalities on this earth. That's what my body is made of, the DNA, where I come from, my lineage. And so I got to experience all from every angle racism. Well, guess what? Racism isn't sitting with me right now regardless of what anybody wants to say of how it is in the world, it's over. If I allow it to be so, I have allowed it to be so. It is that way in my life. And I'm not taking anything. I am being in compassion for those that are in the experience, in their mind, and in the real threat, the real threat not the in the mind threat. I have compassion for those that are in their mind with it. And it's almost over if I choose to let it go. Over to you, Tony. Hey, so yeah, that's great. You know, it is, it's over when you decide it's over, just like it begins when you believe it begins. And I do love this topic. Uh, I didn't realize you guys were doing the room this morning. I know you said, yeah, we should do a room, bam. We are action people, Tony. We we do things now. Because you're you're nimble. I'm going to start calling you Jack and Jill. Um, uh, (laughs) But uh, the reality of it is that the the idea that it's almost over, it's so true. It doesn't matter how difficult uh, what you may be going through in life is. Just the, the, the fact that knowing that, A, it's almost over. Here's the thing. Bad times don't, the good, the, the, the good news is bad times don't last. The bad news is that good times don't last either, right? We're always in a period of transition. And the re, and then the other reality that, uh, that I've come to learn over the years is that, um, that, that, that saying that says that it's always darkest before dawn. 
And that is so true. And uh, so if, if anybody is in a dark place, dark moment, it, it's just understanding that it is always darkest before dawn. The darkest part of the night is just before the light breaks. And so many times people give up just as they're about to have that breakthrough. And um, yeah, just that, that, that the idea of it almost, it's almost over. But think about that life, everything is almost over. So appreciate life where and where you are. And if you're going through difficult moments, just remember it's almost over that that too, this too shall pass, right? Sometimes it takes a little longer. Sometimes it takes a little more, a little less, whatever. Uh, but the reality of it is it's almost over our life. You know, every day that we live, we're one step closer to the last days of our lives, right? Today is the, this is the last time that you're going to be this old and the last time that you're going to be this young, right? So yeah, life, it's almost over. Go out and enjoy it. Appreciate it. With that said, I've got to jump to a call, my 11 o'clock call that I pushed to 11.05 just so I can come in here with you guys for a few minutes. So appreciate you all. Love you. And um, yeah, looking forward to uh, to maybe having this conversation again at another time at a later time. So great to be here with all of you. Great to maybe see you. Maybe night time. Maybe night time. Yeah. No, in the evening, I think would probably be a good time to do this because uh, we'll probably have a lot more people engaged and interacting because uh, just scheduling. So with that said, appreciate you all. And Glenn, always love your humor, brother. <laughs> Talk soon. Thanks for having me, Sid, and everyone. Well, of course, and love you. So why don't we pass the mic on to Adewale and see what's going on over there. And then I'll come back to Damien. It's all good over here in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Thank you um, for having this space. This space has been beautiful. Um, it's almost over. Um, I'm a firm believer that everything has a beginning and an end. Um, and I think that's the time that we're in here in this place we call home. Um, the stuff that's going on in U Ukraine, I give all my love, all my energy to, to, to them people because they don't deserve that. However, I would like to say pain does endure growth. And for things to have peace, sometimes things have to come to war um, for that peace. So I think that's, in my point of view, that's what's going on with Ukraine and things will be better. Now, we talk about everything, it's almost over. I fully agree. Um, it is almost over uh, people being an energy of lack. It is almost over of how this society system is, is, is coming down. Um, the people who's not coming from a place of love and coming from a place of compassion and heart, that time is running out um, right now, here and now. Um, the the unity the togetherness we're coming to as mankind humanity it's right now um the stuff that we're going to bring into this world with different technologies different things for people and for this whole world different land different architects all this stuff is happening right now this time that we is in in the universe it's never been like this before 
So the time is now to create. The time is now for all the stuff that no longer serves any of us to be D-O-N-E done. I'm 27 years old and looking at my mom, looking at um, my father and looking in their perception of how they live. I want to change that. I want to change how they feel like they have to do things month to month and not do things for their dreams and their imagination and be in the energy of creation. Because when you're in the energy of creation, you're in your God energy. And the more we are all in this, this is a ripple effect. And that is quantum healing for the whole world. So what I'm doing um, is being that change that I want to see in that in the world. Because changing you and loving you, wise man told me you can love the whole world. Um, thank you for having this space. This is a powerful room. And it's time for us to be in togetherness for the one of all, the all of one. Because if we don't do that, <laughs> what are we going to be living in? <laughs> so... My name's Adewale. I yield. Thank you. It's time to be you to create and live life <laughs> as the best way you can. And I'm done. Adewale. Wow. You're 27. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so much wisdom. And I, I'm not saying that the other people that are 27 don't also have the wisdom. It's just wonderful to hear uh, the passion. Um and the community expression that you are supporting. And I think that's one thing that happens when we're in like the doldrums, let's call it, when we are experiencing, you know, oh my gosh, this is never gonna be over, is we forget that we have community, that it takes community, that indeed, uh, what is it Margaret Mead said? Maybe Sid knows the quote, it's like a never doubt that a small group of committed individuals can change the world. Uh, and that has been true here in the United States for certain. Uh, most grassroots uh, organizations are actually moms, moms that just got irate. Like, uh, what is it? Was it uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving or something? Like, there are just a, there's just so much possibility within all of us when we remember. And remember means, okay, we were members, we forgot, so we're remembering that we are whole, that we're one. And then we get to take our power back. Uh, and you're declaring that. And that is just awesome. So um, I'm so grateful to you for being on this stage and for waiting for your turn, because it's really important to get that energy right in the middle of this conversation. And with that, yes, there is sometimes like that seed that gets planted hope. And I think that's something that we could talk about here and it's almost over is the power of hope um, and trying new ways by doing something new that's congruent with what we really want. And I think once we start to take action, a lot of us actually also feel in the moment, quote unquote, better. Uh, but I, I do want to add that I think it's the booby prize. I think, Christopher, you'd agree with me. I think a lot of times we are trying to escape from where we are to where we want to be rather than being where we are and then arriving where we, where we, uh, you know, declared. And so um, I just wanted to say thank you for that. I'm so excited that you shared what you shared. And I want to take the moment because it's 1115. 
and just do a quick room reset because we're in the art of peaceful living. This was a, a club that was started by Sid McNary, who you've heard, and Sid is an incredible story, but he's so much more than his story. He is his vision. And I think that part of this, it's almost over, is a great call to our vision, to to belief in our vision, to the conviction of our heart, so that um, it's almost over is is always occurring rather than it's never over. And so I see um, Sid as a man of possibility and someone who created this clubhouse to allow other leaders to come in with him to uplift clubhouse and to allow peace and empowerment and freedom to arise. And so we're here talking about it's almost over. And this really started in an earlier room today uh, that we were in the Achievers Breakfast. And it started because actually of Alexander, um, who came in from from um, the Ukraine with a very powerful question. And Sid responded with such brilliance that that the concepts that he brought to the table, that he brought forth around the idea of, you know, what do you do when you have to live in a war? You know, um, how, how do you get past this ex this experience um, was so, uh, uh, I don't know why, is that we just had to just get another room up and going. So that's why we're all here. And so if you wouldn't mind, please, please join the club. And if you've already joined, click on the little greenhouse to ask other friends to join the club because there just isn't a bad conversation to be had here. And the experience is one where we actually can leave the conversation transformed and in an abundant perspective in life. And what is more rich than that? And communing with others and learning from each other. So that's the kinds of conversation that we have here. We love everybody that's come here. We hope that we're going to hear some more amazing conversation. And if you want to add in, please feel free to raise your hand, come up on stage so you can add some depth and breath to the conversation or ask another question. We've got great moderators here. So please follow the, all the moderators because they'll take you to other wonderful rooms and wonderful conversations that you might not get to because we might share some interest, but not all. So we don't end up in the same clubhouse hallways. So with that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass the mic right on over. Uh, and... Michelle, can I offer something? Oh, only a hundred percent of the time, Glenn. Yeah. I just wanted to offer, there is a flip side uh, of the pancake to this phrase. It's almost over which is the one that generates appropriate levels of urgency. In other words, because it's almost over, let's not presuppose that what we're leaving behind is something we're unhappy with. Sometimes we're leaving behind things we're very happy with, and it's still almost over. Maybe it's a trip to another part of the world, I'll give you an example, where you have met some incredible people and it could be possibly years before you return to that space, if ever. I know that my, my career in film and television has led me to places I never expected to visit. And frankly, they would not have been on my uh, must-visit list. But that was the location of the film, and so I got to see some really wonderful places. 
And when I realize that I'm getting on a plane in two or three days, or maybe it's in two or three hours, then that trip there is indeed almost over. So whatever, whatever cherry on top I would like to place into that circumstance, metaphorically speaking, what would I like to do as a last act to anoint it in a beautiful way, to put the cherry on top, to put the icing on the cake, to make it complete in a way that I can now comfortably walk away from saying that was perfect. That was perfect. So I think it shows up in the inflection. We can gently let ourselves know and maybe a loved one who is in a struggle modality or maybe we're the ones who are in the modality can gently say to ourselves, hey, relax, breathe. It's almost over. And that's comforting. But there, there's a different inflection of those same three words that's come on. It's almost over, which is beautiful because that's a call to action. So I think that both inflections are worth, are worth taking a look at. And it allows us to be more present and more relaxed no matter which inflection is being used. And in this sense, the inflection determines the trajectory. Because in one sense, we're relieved that it's over. And in another, we may be grief-stricken that it's over. So I wanted to speak on behalf of the other version of It's Almost Over. Oh, Glenn, I'd love to jump in on that, if I may. I, I absolutely love what you said. Earlier, I used the the common sentence. We've gone through this. This too shall pass. And we think about that statement in the context that dark things will pass. And so people often tell themselves that when they're going through hell. And I remember I was watching a YouTube uh, video. I love doing that for inspiration. And I saw this one video with Tom Hanks and a number of other A-list actors. And you would appreciate this, Glenn. They were sitting around a table just sharing different ideas. It was very intimate, very um, unscripted. And they were just sharing some of the most important phrases and ideas that they came across. And Tom Hanks uh, was next to speak. And he says, this too shall pass. And all the actors were just nodding their heads and kind of looking and leaning forward to listen to what he had to say next. He says, you think you've got it bad right now? This too shall pass. You just got a new contract, got a new job? <laughs> this too shall pass. And he went on to talk about some of the beautiful things that we experience that will be here now and gone tomorrow. And it reminded me of the importance of the moment. And I think Sid was. Yes. Talking. Yes. Right. right. A pre, like, like you said, you had this wonderful job. You had these wonderful jobs, but that too shall pass. So if we remind ourselves of those things in the good times, if we're holding somebody that we love, we're sharing a conversation, this room, for example, we're living in the moment. This too shall pass. 
So what do we do with this moment is entirely up to us because this moment will pass. If you're with someone that you truly love and appreciate, that moment is going to be gone. Have you taken enough pictures? Have you said the things that really needed to be said or that you wanted to say from the heart? Or did you hold it in? Because guess what? Tomorrow in five minutes, it's going to be a memory. So this too shall pass applies to both the good times and the bad times. So Glenn, thank you for, uh, for opening that. Paul, I feel so comforted by your share because that is indeed why. That's the very reason why I felt it needed to be brought up. The urgency side of it's almost over. And I want to offer this, this version of that. I was blessed to be part of a global success known as 24 for Fox Television. And I'm here to tell you that an actor could not ask to be a part of a greater team. It is an iconic show that has gone down in history and will continue to be uh, viewed in that light as one of the most extraordinarily um, impressive shows in the history of television. It earned its status as iconic. And rest assured, it was emotional, to say the least, when we knew we were going to work for the final episode. And we knew it in advance that the end was near. So whatever mental freeze frames, which I think are the better camera between what we know to be a camera and the camera we were all issued called our, our minds, our eyes, to be present in this moment such that we have an indelible image locked in our beingness, in our brain, in our heart, where we can just stop and remember with ease the beauty of what it was to have been a part of that circumstance. Because I'll tell you, it was both an honor and a privilege. Yes, it was also a tremendous responsibility because you had to bring it, baby. You had to bring the heat. You had to be fully present and be capable and on fire with your contribution because you were immersed in a field of people who did that and they did it every episode for eight years. I was blessed to have been on that show longer than anyone other than Kiefer Sutherland himself. I did seven of the eight seasons. And when it came to a close, that winding down was a period of recognizing, hey, it's almost over. So whatever hugs you want to squeeze in, whatever thank yous you want to squeeze in, if there's some emotional through line for your character, if there is a tonality that you would like to have recorded because this show is going to be shown globally for years to come, they are getting ready to photograph you, sir, doing that in about 10 minutes because 10 minutes from now will be your final scene on this show ever. It's almost over. So be present and celebrate it and add some measure of urgency to your life. Just so incredible, Glenn, thank you for that. And Paul, thank you for that. Um, I've posted on my profile, if you guys would tap on it, it's a photograph of something 
that I have on my wall, I have a, you know, what do you call those? Uh, it's like a dart, not like a dart board. One of those boards that you put stuff on with a pin. I don't know what you call it. Someone else will tell me. Uh, but it says the game of life, admit one. And I just want to read to you the back of it. So this is what's written on the back of this ticket, which you, if you look at this, this is your admittance to life. That's the ticket you got. Like when you go to an amusement park and on the back of the ticket, it says you're entitled to one life and one life only, including one birth and one death. This life is not transferable. By accepting life, you acknowledge that your participation throughout the course of life and the results you produce are solely your own responsibility. If you exit life early, you may not return. This restriction includes all conditions of premature termination regardless of cause. There are no do-overs. Neither the length of life nor the quality of life is guaranteed. There are no assurances or warranties. There are no refunds or exchanges. This is it. Enjoy yourself. And I love that ticket because it does press upon me and impress upon me the urgency of this commentary that Glenn is talking about in a way and, and really being present to that the, and the gifts that reside within that urgency, the gift that resides within us as human beings, unlike other beings who I don't think get it, that we have a start date and an end date. And what that does is it brings forth so much, so much action, so much energy towards action. So you're right, Glenn. Uh, and I would love to turn the mic over to Lori and then come up to Pete Cohen, who's popped in and is another uh, person that I deeply respect on this platform and off. And so Lori, first mic to you, honey. I'm so glad you made it in the room. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Um, well, this is very intense conversation. Um, it just goes so deep. And I appreciate that. You know, I, I'm, I'm literally standing up for myself again. <laughs> it's like every day again. Um, you know, the closer I get to my true north, um, some of you know I'm a musician and a creative person and businesswoman. Um, the closer I get to it, you know, the more, you know, and I hate to admit this, but, you know, there's resistance, of course. There's a, not of course, but there's resistance. It's, and it's my old, you know, some of my old me. And so I find myself, you know, it's, it's, it's very helpful, this conversation, because I'm literally uh, in the midst of um, standing up for myself, to say the least, um, on a number of <laughs> levels. And I hate to be evasive, but, you know, I am, uh, my heart is convicted, you know, and I'm committed to living in love. I've always been committed to living in love. Uh, even though self-love has been uh, an interesting uh, challenge at times. Um, so it's just a, an interesting thing that we're talking about here. And I, I appreciate it very much so. Um, I used to think that I'm stuck. I'm stuck. What am I going to do? You know, and all the things that come with it. And then I go, wait a second. That's not love. That's fear. 
you know, now you have to be realistic and you have to make good decisions and, and look at things. You know, I try to look at things from many angles. I'm a Scorpio. If it means anything to anybody, uh, not that, that, you know, I'm, I'm a loving, kind woman. And, and I'm also um, very passionate about everything I do, anything I do. Um, I've learned that balance is the key to peace, right? Thank you, Sid, <laughs> and all of you. Um, and so, you know, I'm a, I'm a constant student. And, uh, you know, that's always been a passion of mine is to learn, grow, move, keep going. I'm not afraid of change. Um, I think I'm a gymnast. I think maybe I was a gymnast. I am a gymnast and I'm going to continue to be a gymnast. <laughs> I can do a cartwheel like nobody's business. Anyway, I'm teasing. But um, so I appreciate the conversation and it's giving me courage. It's, it's confirming uh, things that need to be confirmed for me. You know, you can, you know, do the tarot cards and you can do all these different things. You know what? You got to do it within yourself from inside, as we all know. And you, bottom line, Holy Spirit, sh just please confirm, give me. And every time you seek those, uh, seek answers or, or uh, seek confirmation is a better word, it comes. So it's almost over for me to be sitting in a place of, God, what do I do? You know, because you want to please everybody and you don't want to hurt anybody and you don't want to get hurt and all that other all, all the stuff that goes around it. Um, so I stand in who I am and uh, and who I can see myself being. I am that person. Like, I don't even I don't think like that. I, I, I you know, I am who I am, you know. Um, so I, uh, I I I guess I I strive to be the highest who I am. And what is that? Um, uh, Glenn, you say I have a saying, and I think I got it backwards because of whatever the artist brain is that because I am, I can, and I am. And so I know you know what the phrase is. Maybe you could tighten that up for me. Anyway, I love you guys, and uh, may love be our, our guide in everything we do. Thank you. I'm Lori. And Lori, I want to commend you on your catch of what you almost said when you said, of course, and then you stopped and you said, no, not of course. And I got to say, that is the beginning of all healings, is when we catch ourselves stating something that simply is not true. And we realize that we're stating it out of habit. We're stating it in this moment because that's the way we've traditionally stated it. And you decided to redirect your trajectory and to redirect your relationship with the of course, which is in fact a pronouncement. And so often it gets used when someone says, well, you know, I mean, it went south, that experience went south and everything turned to doo-doo, of course, which means that it can't go any other way. That's the usage of of course. And you caught yourself and you stopped and you spoke it into existence differently and I am so proud of you and you not only did a great thing for yourself, but you, whether it was intentionally or inadvertently, you still served as a beautiful role model for the entire room that yes, we are capable of doing that. We do not need to live by rote. We can live with great intentionality and we can treat this moment differently than we have ever treated it before. Congratulations. Thank you, appreciate that. 
Yeah, Lori, um, thank you so much for being you and for bringing um, where you currently are to the table for all of us, uh, as Glenn just said. And, you know, you were talking about change and, you know, sometimes feeling stuck in it. And I think that change is 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 not always so neatly linear, you know, um, and the real world, uh, we can have messy moments. So there can be some detours sometimes uh, and sometimes our heart breaks. That's another possibility. And we get lost in that. Right. And so sometimes change is instantaneous in some levels and another level. Sometimes there's a time element. Uh, sometimes we can be encouraged, sometimes discouraged. Uh, sometimes and often change takes persistence or commitment or like you said, conviction. I love that you said you were convicted. Sometimes it takes patience. And I, I'm just bringing that to um, the table to talk about because I think it's just like when we plant a flower, you can't just like drop it in there. You have to grow it and tend it. You have to protect it and nurture it, you know, uh, water it. And for a little while, it's fragile. But as Glenn knows, because he and his wife just did this, uh, but there were, that, that seedling becomes a work of art. And it's a benefit for everyone who has a chance to be in relationship to it. And I think that's the same with us in our life around change. And so I just want to herald to you um, and reflect back like that you're right in the midst of it and that, you know, you've got a, more than one seedling growing. And um, thank you for owning it with us. And with that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass the mic right on over. I've got Ashley next. Hey, Ash, I'm glad you got in the room. The mic is yours. Hey, thanks, Michelle. I appreciate the mic pass, um, but I do believe it's Pete's turn, maybe. Ah, yes, I did say that. That was very, very off left for me. Pete, do you want to uh, grab the mic or do you- Welcome to Clubhouse, where all of our attendees, all of our attendees suffer from chronic niceness. <laughs> at least in our rooms, at least in our rooms. <laughs> at least in our rooms, they do. Thank you for that, Ashley, that's fun. Well, what I will say is, Ashley, thank you, first off, for, for saying that. And uh, I want to just say a couple of things really briefly. First off, Michelle, how beautiful it is to see you hosting another space in, in a club. And uh, I just, if you take a moment to see who's in the audience, you just realize there's so much talent. There's so much uh, love. There's some incredible people here. And I, I, I always think what what brought people into this room? You know, did who, who was it that you saw was in this room? Was it the title? You know, what are you doing here? What, what do you want to get out of being here? And, you know, I love the room title when it says it's almost over because I think, hang on, this room is almost over. At some point it's going to be over. So who's in the room that we really ought to make sure that you guys get to know? So there's a few people in this room. I don't know if you know. Uh, Dr. Katrina, who I met on Clubhouse. This lady is phenomenal. I've got to know this lady. She's one of the most heartfelt psychotherapists I have ever met. Then I can see my friend Paul Herkham, who I've actually known for nearly probably 18 years of my life, who is just an incredible friend and an amazing uh, practitioner. And then I see my friend Peter Clark, uh, who, I, who I've got to know a little bit on Clubhouse. And then there's Eunice, who's in Nigeria, who I've got to know, there are some amazing people. And I think this, this, I think that's the only thing I want to say around 
that you know it's almost over so make sure you you, you get a chance to share the greatness that is there that we can connect and i think that's why so many of us are still on this app because we just have this opportunity yes to to be heard and, and uh, to listen and to connect to people and obviously when i see paul in a room who i've got to know and obviously glenn and michelle you know you 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 to me are something really important just in terms of who you are and what you stand for and i just want to ask you one question which is because it's almost over, what can we do for you apart from sharing the room? I'd love to know what we can do for you and, and what, what is your vision of, of this space that you've opened up at, at this time of the day? Is this something you're going to be doing regularly? What do you want to have happen? How can we help you? Um, well, Pete, first of all, thank you for being you. And it, isn't it so you, from my perspective, my worldview of you, that you would immediately lift up other people uh, and notice and really deeply see other people um, and also see, oh, wow, what this is a cool uh, interpretation of the room. It's almost over, so we better get in here to see <laughs> what's being said and who's in here. Um, and of course- Wouldn't it be what, funny if it started nine hours ago? <laughs> <laughs> and we dared to call a 10-hour room a room called It's Almost Over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we'd know that they were in that special club on and on and on <laughs> right um and so you know and so pete what can you do um just be you in here and you know keep bringing your wisdom and highlighting as you do um people that all of us should get to know uh and i i do highly recommend that everybody reach out and say hi to people so, you know, I did, as I saw some people come in the room, say, uh, like, I did see Dr. Katrina come in and I welcomed her to the room, but I, I didn't know her. I think I've been in the room with her once before and I did find her just beautiful soul. Um, and so that's the, the beautiful thing is what you could do is keep standing for people to connect offline and build real relationships. So the next time we save up money to buy a plane ticket, we can actually hug each other in real life and visit each other in different countries and different states and still remember that we are all one. And that I think is the piece that is such a huge and vital missing link. And that's what SID stands for. Um, and Pete, this is SID's clubhouse. We opened the room today in honor of one of the participants uh, that's actually on stage, Alexander, who um, is in Ukraine in the middle of uh, the war and is, you know, asking the big questions and really having to confront life in a reality that I currently don't have to have. And um, so he opened up this mindset for us and um, Sid answered, uh, you know, the call uh, of his question with some very, very powerful wisdom. I guess don't have any other way to put it. Uh, wisdom and sort of a... Um, also an opportunity, a calling, a, a calling for people to rise up to. And so, um, you know, sit, hang around. And if you have anything to add in, as the other moderators like Paul have been doing, please jump in. And, you know, my request would be, you know, hop into any other rooms I am ever doing because you make me a better person uh, by the way in which you uh, allow others to shine and through the wisdom that you have and the heart that you have. So 
you know, to me, it's always an honor and a privilege to have you in the room. And just out of being who you are, I just want to thank you. And I hope that your wife is doing well. Um, and so I just want to see if uh, Sid wants to add anything or Glenn to Pete's question. And the mics are silent. So I'm just going to. Well, I'm just going to. Uh... Can you repeat the question? Because I want to make sure that I come from it. Uh, Pete, if you don't mind, just repeating that question. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, when you see people holding new spaces and you see all the great people that come here, I always just think, well, what can we do to help you? You know, what is it you want to happen as a result of, of this club existing? How can we help? So that, that was my question. Right on. So I, that's what I thought was the question. So I wanted to make sure that I answered in a way that consciously and consciously I'm stepping into 2028 running to be the president of the United States. And on my way, I want to make sure that the exposure of what is possible starts now. As we are truly almost over living from this divided space. So what I, my ask is that bring people around, get people in programs, not just mine, but in programs that speak to what we all know is possible. The days of us being divided are almost over. The days of us experiencing racism, almost over. The days of us having needless wars, almost over. The days of us doing anything other than stepping into peace and love and helping each other grow, anything other, it's almost over. Because we are awake to, it's been said. Now we are living into it. So each of us can be present with our own words, be present with our own actions, be present with how our actions are being picked up and seen as our character. Our character ultimately is creating our destiny. And as I look at, I remember sitting in my yoga studio, we could have a hundred people practicing at once in the studio, urban ashram in, in Baltimore for 15 years. And when I first opened it and we were sold out first class, sold out, I sat in the back at the end of the class and I looked up and I realized, and I heard a voice say, this isn't it. And I knew I would live into, I stayed in that space for a long time. I'd live into the day that it was over. All of this stuff is almost over as long as we allow ourselves space to keep from picking it back up. So I'm, I'm grateful for that question. And again, my ask is spread the word. So many people in here, have, I know you live 
in this space of bringing peace into your reality, whether it's Alexander over in Ukraine, if it's Atawale, who's over on the West Coast right now, moving to Jacksonville because he's ready. If it's Michelle up in New York, if it's Lee over in Arizona, if it's Paul, if it's anyone in here, I know we are living into that. It's important that each of us uses our voice and uses our ways so that people can see that what is possible is happening now. And stop giving needless promotion to the things we don't want. I'm not telling you what to want. I'm saying stop giving needless promotion to the things we don't want. If the people that are angry in the world would put that much energy into the things they love, the world would be so different. Just be conscious. I love all of you. Thank you, Michelle, for for helping us wind this up. Going to pass it back to Michelle, and I'm going to ask that everyone in here that's about to share, it's got to be quick because we've got to wind up. We've been here. It's a great room. It's a great cause. It's it's time for, it's almost over. I'll pass it back to you, Michelle. Thanks, Pete. I got it. Uh, and, and Pete, I uh, hope that you got the answer that uh, satiated your curiosity a little from, from Sid. And I'm gonna pass the mic right on over. But we don't have much time because uh, Sid actually has something coming up. So he is gonna have to pop out. And what I'd like to do is actually, I had, um, Amanda had uh, texted me earlier. So if uh, Indigo doesn't mind, I wanted to see if Amanda is available. She was gonna ask a question and I think, uh, it, while Sid's still here, it would be best. And Michelle, that. will you be able to close the room I down if yep. Sid needs to absolutely, go? Ahead and go? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Okay. Amanda, are you there by any chance? I know that she. Yep, thank you. And I'm trying to find what I texted you. <laughs> um, so I had said earlier to Michelle, because, you know, we have this incredible relationship and I we always are provoking different deep thoughts within each other, which is just one of the most wonderful things I, I love about being in relation with her. And I had said, you know, so is the point that when we say things that it's over, as in we have to shift past what's already occurred because it is now a memory that it's not carrying into the present with us. So when so when, I'm trying to clarify the question. So when we're thinking about how we're claiming and announcing that it's over, what is actually happening inside of us to allow that sense of being to come forth and not continue to get stuck in the past and ruminate in the past and go back to the past because it's familiar and it's known? Sid or Glenn, do you want to take this? I think it's beautiful. I'm just trying to piece together exactly what the question is. And I am the same. So you could just, I mean, it was, it was beautiful, but I was, I think I was hearing the beauty of it so much that I missed the question. I think, thank you for that. So for clarifying, when we're declaring that the past is over and we're stepping into a new, 
How do we continue to forge forward and not go back to the past thoughts and get stuck on the rumination train? Okay, gotcha. Uh, wow. I'm going to offer you five life-changing words. How about that? Amanda, will that work for you? Five words that will succinctly address this. And as much as I would like to take credit, I don't do that. I'm not a plagiarizer. I give credit where credit is due in life. And this came from a very evolved gentleman who I studied with at the Grief Recovery Institute in 1993. And his name was Russell Friedman, God rest his soul. And Russell taught me five words. He assured me they would change my life, and boy, was he ever spot on with it. And here the words are, that's old, I'm new, goodbye. What he suggested in this training was that we look at previous versions of ourselves and even catch ourselves in action as we are reaching for that old habit, that old way, that old phrasing, that old tonality, that old drug, whatever it may be that is the old you, the previous you, the former you, it's what you used to do up until when? And the answer is up until just then. Because even sobriety begins with one second. And now look at this, I already have five seconds. And now nine seconds. And this is how we release the old. So he said for anyone who is trying to release anything, and he really meant that as an inclusive term, anything. You want to stop smoking, you can use these five words. You want to stop drinking, you can use these five words. You want to stop beating up on yourself and grant this moment its overness, if you will, recite these with me. That's old, I'm new, goodbye. And he said to look to your left or right at the former you, again, former meaning one second ago, but any former version of you, face it and declare it to be old. Declare the behavior that you were just about to engage to be old. That's old. Now turn and face forward declaring for yourself and for the world, for the universe, the truth, which is I'm new as we all are, unless we decide we're not. I'm new in this moment, right here, right now, I am a new creature, born anew. Then turn back to the old behavior that we almost said yes to again and say to it, goodbye. So to repeat, that's old, I'm new, goodbye. Amanda, how does that feel? I, I've never heard that analogy before and I absolutely love it. And the best thing that you could have ever done for me, Glenn, is that I'm doing this while I'm in the bathroom getting ready for the day. So I have the mirror literally in front of me. Yeah, use it and act it out. Act it out. That's old. That's no longer who I am. That's no longer my story. That's no longer my disease. That's no longer my habit. That's no longer my tonality. That is no longer my way. Stop. 
I'm new. As of when? As of right now. I'm new. And if tears want to flow, allow them. I am new in this moment. I think the biggest fault of our world today is the failure to allow its newness. Every day, the insistence upon clinging to the wounded past because we didn't have proper coaching. There wasn't enough of it, of people surrounding us, inviting us into being who we want to be now in this moment. But rather, we've been immersed in a field of people who expect in this moment for us to simply repeat who it is we've always been. That's old I'm new goodbye changes lives. So I hope that uh, is an answer that addresses what you were saying. Yes, 1,000%. I am giving you a virtual hug and appreciation to you so deeply. And I guess the the follow-up to that is, you know, living with others that see you as that older version of yourself. And so continuing to have your own pronouncements of that's old, I'm new, and letting them see through action seems to be the only way. Yes, and it's twofold. The other thing is, this is one of the reasons it can be very healthy to seek out new company. Because that new company has no preconceived notions as to who we are, so they can't invite us into the old space because they have no awareness of that old space. And then if you find that others who were with you through that old space are resistant to seeing this new you, then you have to make a decision, you, me, all of us, owe it to ourselves to make a decision as to what the dosage of that person needs to be in our lives. Anywhere from a lot to a little to none. Let me say that again. Anywhere from a lot to a little to none. And there are sometimes there are some people that we don't wish to phase out because they have a title that is irreplaceable, and I get that. But then we have to say, okay, I've made a decision that I'm not going to eliminate this person to my life, from my life rather, then what would be for me a healthier dosage? Because you definitely don't want to be peeing in the wind if you get my drift. You don't want to be wasting your time practicing your newness in the midst of people who only are interested in inviting your repetition of the old. Because that old has become uncomfortable for me. It's become uncomfortable for you, for us. It's time to say yes to the wings of our butterflyness and say so long to being a caterpillar. There's a time when we all grow up and we evolve. And it's interesting that our evolution can actually be a threat to family members at times because it confronts them, albeit unintentionally, it confronts them with the evolving that they are not saying yes to themselves. It points it out. And it's not what we're trying to do. It's just who we are. And everyone evolves on their own schedule. And sometimes those evolutionary processes coincide with one another, and other times they don't at all. And sometimes we just need to be alone with our own evolution. 
We need to be quiet and just enjoy the change that's taking place and say yes to the the now and who we are in this moment. Uh, Love to you, darling. Much, much love. Thank you for that, Amanda. And I think all of us could take uh, some notes from Glenn's share just now. I wanted to say thank you so much um, for coming up with a question too, because the questions just open up so much for everyone. I want to pass the mic back to Sid, because Sid, uh, you know, kind of authored this room, if you will, and I know his time is is super short. So, Sid, Mike, back to you. Yes, I I want to say, Amanda, thank you for that question, Glenn. Amazing answer. That's old. I'm new. Goodbye that's just a mic drop in itself so thank you so much for that and and i'll i'll respond to the question with stop listen feel and there's so, something that came a long time ago to me that uh it wasn't deepak but it was someone in that vein of things said the law of holes it's really simple. When you're in a hole, stop digging. That's the only way you get out of the hole. It's almost over, says stop digging. We've been in a hole, stop digging. We want out of the hole, we must first stop digging. And we can go through many different things that are the holes that we as a species or as a country have been in. The debt, the national debt, stop digging. Seems pretty simple to me. All the many things, stop digging, get out of the hole. Stop, listen, and feel. When I'm in something that I know I no longer want to be in, first I stop. I stop doing whatever it is that keeps me in the same space. And if I apply that with Glenn's, that's old, stop. You already know it's old. Stop playing with it. Listen, listen to the thoughts going on in my mind that continue to bring back the same old thing. I'm new. Stop, that's old. Listen, I'm new. And then feel my way into what I want next. That's what I do. Stop, listen, and feel. And I've done that so much that it only takes a split second for my body to recognize, stop it, listen, feel, go. Stop, listen, feel, go. The more I practice it, the faster I get with it. Most people don't even know I'm doing it in the background. Early on, it was, it took time to stop, look where I am, listen to what's going on inside that I'm still seeing this same thing and feel it into a new place as I move forward. Now I can do that fast. So it's a practice. And the last thing I'll say is when we started this room, 
and Glenn asked and said, hey, what what is that statement? And I said it again, it's almost over. As soon as I said it, I actually thought, well, do we just close the room? It's all almost over. Then it's over. We as human species have only been on earth what would be amounting to 24 seconds of the amount of time the earth has been around. It's almost over. So let's start anew right now. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Michelle. That's old. I'm new. Goodbye. Peace. Yeah, that was beautiful. Sid, thank you. And to your point, the regurgitations, I don't know if Sid signed off, but I'll say this, whether he's still here or not. Let me look up and see if he's still here. Um, he's, he's still, still here. here. So the regurgitations, the constant regurgitations of our wounded past are a form of what you said, digging. That's what, that's what that is. If we can't wait to tell our wounded story all over again, no wonder we feel stuck. If you keep telling someone your story about how terrible your childhood was or how terrible your marriage was, are you in it anymore? Because if you're not in it anymore, then let that be under the heading of that's old. Your newness cannot declare itself in the face of constant regurgitations of your oldness. Your newness doesn't want to hear about your oldness. Your newness is trying to show us a better way, a newer way, and one that's more consistent with your own current evolution. Why would we resist our evolution? It's here knocking on the door, beckoning us to quit singing the old song. Let's write some new lyrics. Let's see what awaits us. I love your share, Sid. This has been a stellar day, as every day is, but it's been an especially stellar day spending it with all of you. And Michelle, we've got a couple more people I know to call on before we yep. wrap up, so go ahead. Yep, and I just wanted to say, Amanda, it's really great to get to the point where you can love how much you hate it. Uh, and, and I hope you'll hear that, because I think the admission that we find something detestable, that it's old, that we have out grown it and maybe we haven't found it even detestable but it just isn't serving us that's the that moment that awakening is the beginning of that change of it's almost over it's 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 the beginning of liberation and i think you know you are on that edge where you do want to replace the undesirable behavior or situation with a new one that that can help you create and embody that future that you're envisioning. And I think that's, that's really important is, you know, the vision also helps us move from it's almost over till it's to it's over. And, and that's one of the things that the, I'm, you know, that Glenn did with his five words. And I, I think that what happens is that oftentimes pain pushes and vision pulls pain pushes and vision pulls. That's, that's been my experience for myself in my life. And um, so I think if you're in a situation that you are finding yourself deadened in, that you are, are uh, in an unawake place often, 
then I think that's that's an expression of of your soul that it's ready to move forward uh, and to transform the let's say the the nil into your will and create a blessing and so you just have to realize that you have that power I think a lot of times we forget that so I just want to add that into the conversation you are powerful and we all know this to be true about you Amanda you are really truly powerful and so the moment that you do really follow those five words that Glenn is bringing forth to you the moment that you love how much you hate it is is your coming to the end is your being almost over and um, you can have the life that you want um, we just have loved this room we love you um, I can't wait to see what greatness comes out of everyone who's here because we all have it uh, and it's just tapping into it being reminded and that's what this room does it reminds us of who we are so it was a winner of a room today and um, hopefully we'll see you guys next week we'll tap into this next Thursday and also most of us are in the Achievers Breakfast Club Monday through Friday and that's from 7 to 8 30 room has a little bit more of a different tenor it's about success and it's a little bit more uh, has a lot of veracity to it um, and still is a worthwhile room so you can catch us there too so I'm not playing any music because we're so over but I just want to say thank you to everyone and make it a great day whatever's left of it find the abundance find the gratitude and make sure you give your best all right we'll see you guys next week bye-bye bye Michelle thank you honey bye Michelle bye Glenn. thanks for tuning in to rise with Sid we're excited to keep going with you so when you're ready to make it for you, the commitment to yourself, come check us out at artofpeacefulliving.com. We are excited to continue to rise with you. We rise together. Real impact supports everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Rise with Sid. Peace.